welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. Welcome back to the Earn Your Happy Podcast, and I have an awesome guest for you today. I'm talking about one of those women that you immediately are like, this is my soul sister, except hopefully she feels the exact same way. <laughs> and before we dive into the interview, I want to let you guys know that I am going to be basically on a massive speaking tour this fall. So if you want to come and join me, I would love, love, love the opportunity to see you. So you can head over to lauriharder.com to see all of the different things I am going to be speaking at. Uh, you can either join myself and the Oprah Magazine staff on a cruise in the end of October through beginning of November, which would be absolutely amazing. I would love to be on a seven-day cruise in the Bahamas with you if you want to do that. You can also also go and check out where our latest round two of the book tour stops are going to be. That should all be up on the website as well as Chris and I, my husband, are going to be speaking at attendthrive.com. So you can go and check that out as well in September and at the Rise event, which is my friend Danette May's event, along with quite a few other ones. So you guys go check out if I'm going to be in your area. I will make sure that the lists are updated as soon as we know exactly where we're going to be. So if you want to come meet me on the road, I would freaking love that. Okay, let's jump into the guest because she's amazing and I don't want to make you wait anymore. So the beautiful human being that I got to interview is Patrice Washington. She's a number one best-selling author, a captivating speaker, a hope-restoring coach to women, and I will tell you that I got to meet her in person the first time that I met her. It was actually at a Tim Story event, which we're going to talk about briefly, but she was just that person that you connect with right away. It was an immediate connection for me. I just felt like I was instantly bonded and I could tell this woman anything, which I think that you'll be able to tell by our conversation. She is a personal finance expert. She's been on Steve Harvey's radio and television show since 2014. She has appeared in dozens of media outlets such as Dr. Oz, Fox and Friends. She has been featured in hundreds of online and print publications, including the New York Post, Cosmopolitan, Essence Magazine, and so many more. You guys, this means that her work touches millions of people's lives. And most of all, she just shows up as a servant leader. And just experiencing not only this amazing conversation, you guys, I got to be on her podcast as well. So we spent a couple hours together. So go over to her podcast, which I'll link up in the show notes if you want to hear the conversation that we had over there. 
and definitely, definitely check out her work. Check her out on Instagram. And I think that you will be seeing so much more of this woman. And I'm just putting my um, manifestation out there that we will collaborate even more in the future. So you guys, let's get started. Patrice, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Lori. I'm excited. (laughs) So you guys, we met at a Tim Story event who actually was my podcast that came out today. I know this is not real time right now, but that's so cool because he just came out. Yes. He's such an amazing human to have in your life. He is. He's been such a blessing to my husband and I from the day I met him, literally. That's exactly, that's exactly my experience too. And so then I got connected to you at one of his events and also got to meet your amazing family and daughter, which I have to say, like immediately I was like, who is this? Who is this girl? Like, what are some of the things I I think I asked you this that evening, but I was like, how in the world did you raise such a magnificent child? Like she, isn't she awesome? a, a, A mini adult. She, (laughs) that is exactly what she is. I mean, from probably about two years old, people started saying, oh, this kid's been here before. You know, you hear that and you're like, ah, no, she is so poised and so compassionate and so wise and just so aware. Mm -hmm. She's very in tune with the environment that she's in and just knows how to like play her part. And she's so witty and She's incredible. She's incredible. That's why it pains me when I have to um, discipline her because <laughs> I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm disciplining a fellow 35 year old. You know, I'm like, <laughs> that's amazing. And I totally see what you're saying, though, because honestly, I was like, why do I feel like I relate to this? human more than I relate to most of the people in these rooms. Like I, I are in this room, like I dropped in with her immediately. And I was like, this girl is actually interested in what I'm talking about right now. Yeah. This and is she so interesting. Full eye contact, yes. full eye contact, strong handshake. She's not scared of adults. No. And that's how you know, you know, that she's just confident. She just will look you in your eyes, shake your hand with a good grip and, you know, ask engaging questions and, she was really into your talk. That was one of the reasons that I was just so excited to get even get to learn more about you myself is that she was really into the talk. She was paraphrasing things that you said and, you know, telling us nuggets of what she took away from Tim's story that night and how many 10 year olds do that. So that is really insane. So is yeah. it, I mean, are you taking the credit for that or is that, what is that? Help me. Cause I'm going to no. have children eventually. I mean, I take full responsibility. No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) No, I really just think that she is anointed. Hmm. I really do. And I've always felt that way about her. I remember her being like four or five years old and telling some girlfriends that I genuinely like her as a person. Hmm. Like if she wasn't my child, I would still like her. She's likable and, and just very present. And so I really think she is just a gift from God, but we've also been very intentional about involving her in conversations and making sure she's well exposed. She's traveled all over the world. And, you know, we've brought really great people around her um, since she was little. And we've intentionally set boundaries to eliminate people who just don't get to be in her presence, Mm -hmm. family or not. And I think that speaking to her like she was a human to begin with and not in gibberish Mm -hmm. uh, really 
helped early on because we've been having kind of full-blown conversations since she was maybe like three. Wow. And yeah, yeah. So I give all glory to God, but, you know, I have tried to play my part. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> So Patrice, you were actually, her and I, something you guys don't know, her and I were actually in uh, Europe at the same time. So I was looking at your Instagram and I was like, this is amazing. You're in France, right? That's where you just were. Okay. So she was in France. I was kind of all over. I was in um, Greece and Spain and London. And I know that I had some incredible takeaways while I was there just by being in that culture. What were some things maybe for you that you take back from that trip? I don't know if you do this, but every time I go away, especially to um, a completely different culture, I'm like, what's something from here that I loved that I can attempt to bring home? Did you have any moments like that? You know what I kept finding myself doing was kind of daydreaming about the doors. Ah, <laughs> the, yes. the doors, um, the architecture was yes. just amazing. But the doors in the bright, vibrant colors with the different door knockers and mm-hmm. just these different styles kept drawing me in. And I kept finding myself wanting to pose. <laughs> I don't know that I have pictures anywhere else except for like doorways and a few other kind of scenic pictures. <laughs> And I posted about that actually on Instagram and someone said, you know, when you're really attracted to doors, that means you're getting ready to enter new levels. Oh, that just And I just was blown away by that. And just as, you know, coming home, I think the first weekend, my husband and I uh, had like a family meeting and we just started to flush some things out about our vision and our mission and where we're going as a family. And I instantly felt that connection to... Mm opening new doors. Mm -hmm. And I was just really present to that. I mean, I think when I was younger, I would blow it off and be like, oh, that's cute. But it was, there was just something there that kept drawing me in. And I really made an effort to stay present with that. And even if I looked weird and crazy to the rest of the group, I was like, girl, take my picture. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't care. Take my picture. Um, And so, yeah, that was, that was a big one for me. Okay. So I have to ask, well, how was that confirmation for your life? Because so the person says new levels, which by the way, I do that all the time. I love that you're taking notice of that because I truly mm-hmm. think that we get spoken to through whether it's a door or a person or a hummingbird mm-hmm. or whatever that is. And it's, it's being, um, inquisitive enough to ask what could this mean? And really in my right. personal opinion, taking the best meaning that you choose for your life. So for you, when the person said, you know, getting ready for new levels, how was that confirmation where you like, yes, because in this area, I'm thinking of this. Was there something right. like that that jumped out to you? Yeah. Well, my husband and I have been playing around with the idea of kind of merging our interests mm. And, you know, he has an entertainment background, but he's really a businessman who kind of fell into entertainment. Mm -hmm. And so with that, he's been known, he has a little nickname, not little, he has a nickname, (laughs) uh, the Empire Builder. And my stuff is very much about purpose. Like I'm all about just being driven by purpose in general. And even though I'm known as a financial expert, my mantra is chase purpose, not money. Mm -hmm. And when I got back and we really started to talk, what came out of that was us doing more work together under this moniker of kind of like purpose-driven empire. Mm. We're like really fusing. And so that had been like, we've been playing with things, but couldn't flush it out. 
you ever been there where it's like you're, you're both smart enough to do this for everyone else mm-hmm. and you you both coach other people but when it was like for us we couldn't figure it out but we know that you know we're going into our 11th year of marriage and we re- we really feel like God has a whole new purpose for this next decade mm-hmm. and it was about us coming back together mm-hmm. uh and doing things together to use both our gifts to really glorify the kingdom and so yeah, that was it. Like I got back two days later, we had a meeting, a family meeting, and so much stuff was birthed out of that. And we both feel really good about it. So that's what it is. I'm not solo in my mission um, to help people live their life purpose anymore. My husband is joining me in that. And that's really exciting. Mm, That's so exciting. I feel I can actually completely relate to that because I feel like my husband and I are kind of getting thrown together in different things. Um, (laughs) Like we're getting asked to speak together and we're getting asked Uh to do more together and people are showing their most interest when we're together. I'm like, really? Okay. So my thing. Oh, so us. Okay. Us. Got it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So it's important to follow that, right? Like you get those nudges, but it's, it's, easy to kind of just shrug it off and be like, no, no, we got this thing going on this thing. Is it really time for that? But I do think there's those huge um, signs that all point towards things might be better if you do things together in this portion, which is just so cool and fun. And does it scare you at all? The thought of working with them together? Are you good with that? Well, we owned a real estate and mortgage company together years ago and, and we work really, really well together, but because we haven't worked that closely together for the last seven years, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's not scary, but I will say that, you know, in all marriages, you have your ups and downs, right. And you go through different seasons. And so if anything, I would say the thing that came up for me first was, you know, the, the chatter, the chatter of other people. And you kind of talk about this um, in your book, because of course I love A Tribe Called Bliss. But you were talking about um, like no gossip zones, right? Mm -hmm. And knowing that we've been in different circles with different people who have completely made things up or twisted things. Mm -hmm. And so there's that like, oh gosh, they're going to think that. Mm -hmm. That comes up. It's a natural thing. Mm -hmm. But the next thought that I had was, so what? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the truth is the purpose that we're being called into is greater than any pain that'll come with it. Yes. Like it's greater than any chatter, right? If we are going to do something together that's purposeful, that can bless the masses, why would we let the chatter of a few people stop that? Yes. And that was the next thought. And I'm really grateful. I was reading your book right before then and Mm. it all kind of just came together. Uh, I love that you said that because that is so, that is so powerful. And I believe the chatter is actually a part of it, like acceptance of the mm-hmm. chatter because it will always be there. It right. will always be there. And I think that we have to go through it in order to also teach about it, right? Because so many people right. will also be looking at you guys for an example of, could I do this? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And that is the beauty of resilience and restoration and recovery and any, you know, like that's the beauty of it, that you get to be a testimony for others. And I will be darned if I allow anyone to shame me from my testimony. Mm -hmm. Have you ever had moments when you were so funny? I'm like diving into the meat. We need to, we need to even circle back on, on, (laughs) 
<laughs> on what exactly we are, what you're doing right now so that people can really understand where you're at right now. So um, I know that you have some amazing things going on. I got like lost in the vortex of Patrice. So <laughs> it was, it was awesome too, by the way, I was watching videos and I was like, yes, I feel the exact same way. Um, so what is lighting you up the most right now that you're doing in your life? What lights me up the most right now was getting out of the box of being known as just America's money maven for almost a decade. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've been a personal finance expert, been, you know, recognized nationally and best-selling books and, you know, lots of TV and radio segments and all this stuff. And at the end of the day, as much as I loved my work, I was getting to a place where I was starting to feel unfulfilled. Mm because I knew that I was more than money. Mm -hmm. And because I hadn't let go yet of the expectations of others, whether that be business partners or, you know, producers who, you know, I had built great relationships with or whomever, I kept talking about the same old stuff, budgets, credit reports, um, debt elimination. And the thing is, Lori, you know, I got my start, as I said, my husband and I started a real estate and mortgage brokerage when we were in college, mm. uh, during my senior year in college. And we grew that business to a seven figure business by 25 and then lost everything in the recession. Mm. And we went from a seven figure business to literally scraping up change. And I got to a point where I was so defeated and just felt like such a failure. Like, how did I get here? Like, I've done everything I thought the right way. I've operated in integrity. I've just tried to do great business. How did I get here? I'm supposed to be smart. I'm the smart one. Mm. <laughs> and it's like, how did I get here? And I found myself after our 6,000 square foot home foreclosed, and we ended up in a 600 square foot apartment in Metairie, Louisiana. Mm. We went from Southern California to Metairie, Louisiana. And there was one day in particular where I just couldn't take it anymore. And my husband had taken my daughter somewhere uh, like for a walk and I just lost it. I was like that ugly, nasty, <laughs> snotty cry. Mm -hmm. God, why me? Like, what did I do? How did I get here? And you know how we do, you know, I was in my whining and complaining and woe is me and mm -hmm. how could it be? And I felt this still small voice. I'd hit my knees, had my forehead to the linoleum in this teeny tiny bathroom. And I felt uh, that still small voice say, get your Bible. Mm. And I found Proverbs 17, 16. And it said, what good is money in the hands of a fool if they have no desire to seek wisdom? Mm. What good is money in the hands of a fool? And it hit me like a ton of bricks, girl. I'm telling you, it's like... Mm. I, I felt it in that moment. I'm like, okay, you got the degree from USC. You have the certifications. You have the broker's license. You have all these different little nuggets of education. You know, all these pieces of paper that tell you that you are smart. You got a lot of knowledge, but have you been seeking wisdom? Mm. You haven't really been using wisdom. You didn't even know how to ask for help because things didn't have to get as bad as they got, but you were so unused to asking for help that you just waited until your back was up against the wall. And I started just kind of talking and praying and really trying to figure out the difference between knowledge and wisdom, you know, wisdom being the application of what you know. And a lot of us hoard knowledge, but we don't really apply wisdom. Mm. And uh, lots came out of that. And I got up off that bathroom floor and started a blog. <laughs> I barely knew what a blog was, but I was like, somebody's got to hear this message. <laughs> 
And uh, Seek Wisdom, Find Wealth was born. And that turned into a lot of different things. But to bring it back to about 18 months ago, I was doing an interview and someone started asking me about budgeting again. And (laughs) again, that still small voice was like, what happened to the promise that you made when you got off that floor? Because when I got off the bathroom floor, I said, God, if you restore me, I'll go everywhere and tell people that this journey is not about just chasing money. It's about seeking wisdom. And then the blog took off and I started writing for other magazines and other sites and started speaking and doing radio. And it's turned into so many things that have been phenomenal. But that still small voice said, oh, you forgot. Mm. Did you forget what you promised? Like, do we do you need to be humbled again (laughs) before Mm. you before you like get this thing together? And I, I knew in that moment I was like, okay. You're betraying yourself because you know that there is more to money than talking about budgets and credit reports. You know that from the time you landed on your brother's couch after Metairie, Louisiana, I slept on my big brother's couch in Atlanta, Georgia for three months. And to go from sleeping on my brother's couch to three, four years later being on the couches of Dr. Oz or Steve Harvey or whoever, like all these shows that I've had a chance to do. You know, it's like, there's a lot that went into that. And it it wasn't looking at your budget every day. Mm -hmm. And you have a responsibility to tell the truth. (laughs) Like, you know that money is, and and wealth, there's more than money and material possession. Wealth is about well-being. And you know the rituals, the habits, the practices, the daily routines that you've put in place in order to be here. So why are you letting, why, first of all, why are you putting an expectation on yourself? to stay in the box? And then why are you allowing other people to do so when the ultimate box creator already told you you were free? So, you know, like if if God wasn't putting me in a box, why would I allow myself or others to? Mm. And that was it. And and so what you've seen is basically, I think I started about a year ago, really just saying, I'm going to share my heart and let the chips fall where they may. If people don't like it, if they don't receive it, I can't be responsible for that. My job is to plant the seeds and then stand and let, mm. you know, let it be watered and the sunshine come out and all those other things as it may. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I looked at my life and I categorized everything that I've done and everything that I was teaching my friends and clients and anyone who would listen to me one-on-one. Um, I started to categorize those, those behaviors and action steps and all that into pillars and that's where the six pillars of redefining wealth were born. Mm, wow. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I think there's so many people right now who uh, are in a space where maybe they are doing something good or something familiar or something that they once had thought of doing or dreamt of doing or got their degree or whatever that looks like. And I think that we get those nudges all the time that there's Uh, points in our life that we are going to have many different pivot points, right? Mm -hmm. Many different times when we are completely supposed to go another route. But I find that so many people that I talk to ignore it because it's scary. So what are some things that you would tell people in those periods of those redefining moments in life where, like you said, it was just like, this is what you're supposed to be doing, but you know, we ignore it. Yeah. To answer the call. <laughs> yeah. Like I was so afraid, Lori, that if I didn't answer, I would miss my window of opportunity. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. because I had a few pebbles thrown at me. 
I did. Uh, about a year before I felt that like whole, okay, you're betraying yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, my site had been hacked and, a lo- and it was, it was ridiculous. It was not just like, oh, I'm going to redirect your site to some unsavory <laughs> website. <laughs> it was like, we're going to delete all of the files. Oh man. Yeah, it was it was bad. Like it was the shell of a site, but none of the stuff, none of the real meat of the site was really there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we went on this, you know, rampage to get it back up and try to save things and do all this stuff. And, you know, I, I, I really said, well, what is the lesson? And I was like, well, I need to do better about backing up and I need to do better about cybersecurity and I need to do better about this. Like I was, I was searching for the lesson. Right. And then a few months later, maybe six months after that, uh, someone came after me for my trademark. Mm. And I had had my company trademark for five or six years by then. And all of a sudden, I was like, wait a minute. Is this even possible? I have books, a, national, a nationally syndicated radio segment, um, like all these things with this name on it. Like, are you kidding me? And someone's mm. fighting me for two of the words you know, inside of, the, and I was like, are you kidding? And then that is what, that was when it was slowly like, maybe I got to just let it go. But I still wasn't convinced. <laughs> I still needed, see, I, I can't be hard headed. I try to do better, <laughs> but I can't be. And there were just like these subtle things that just kept happening. And then again, when I was in that interview, there was just something that was disgusted in that moment. And I'm talking, you know how it is, girl, we've done hundreds, if not thousands of interviews. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I love my story, you know, because it is what it is. And I love sharing and I love inspiring and empowering other people. But when I felt disgusted, I was like, what is that? Mm. Like, why am I so irritated with me? (laughs) Why was I so irritable? Mm -hmm. And that's when it just really starts to go, you know, you got to shift. Something has to change. And not that it was easy to do because again, I had allowed myself to get and stay in this box. And I was like, well, people are not going to book me if I start talking about something different, or they're going to invite me back on this show or that show. Every year we do our annual savings segment. And, you know, I was Mm -hmm. like, I'm not, I'm going to lose all of that. Mm -hmm. But in that moment too, and over the course of days, just being silent and meditating and journaling, I was like, I'm scared to lose what God is calling me to. Mm. I'm more scared of that. I'm more scared of not seeing what's possibly on the other side of exploring this. Mm-hmm. And, and, I went, and I went for it and it was the greatest blessing of my professional and I would say my professional career, but also just my personal growth. Biggest blessing to create a lane where I could be all of me wife, mother, friend, fitness enthusiast on the side, not hardcore like you, but I'm getting there, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. like where I could explore all of these different topics and tie it back into how it's helped me produce wealth. Mm. Wow, man, I can so relate to that. And I love that you shared it for people so they can hear about what it feels like and what it looks like because, and what the messages are that you're going to keep on getting if you don't actually understand why certain things are happening in your life. And I think that there's been many times in my life where I've been at that point too, where I'm like, why is this happening again? (laughs) Like it it can't (laughs) be this over here because this is going great. You're like, well, it is actually that thing. So really, really incredible that you, that you 
you woke up to it and you said, yes, I'm going to answer that even though it's scary and I have these relationships and this is going amazing. And maybe, I mean, let's be super honest. Like there's so many parts of us that maybe not sure if you felt this way, but for me, it's like, oh my God, what if I'm not relevant anymore? Or yeah. <laughs> what if? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, let's be real. I've built a, a business and an empire on just giving financial tips. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's it. So to say now that I want to talk about how physical and mental fitness impacts your financial life mm-hmm. or, you know, or I want to talk about clearing clutter and how I believe clutter is the physical manifestation of chaos in your mind. It's like all of a sudden I'm thinking, but mm-hmm. is my audience going to be like, I didn't follow you to hear that from you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why I follow so-and-so who mm-hmm. told you that I want to get that from you. Yeah. Your mind you know what ha- your mind, especially if you, like me, kind of grew up in a place where you weren't, I wasn't really encouraged to go outside the box. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very like it was play a safe game. When mm-hmm. I was starting my first business, everyone in my family was like, what are you doing? Because I didn't, I graduated from college and was already in my business. I never applied for grad school and I never applied for a job. And that freaked everybody out. They were like, we wasted money on you. (laughs) (laughs) What is wrong with you? What do you think this is? Right. And so I've always found my way outside of the box, but it's not because that's how I grew up. I definitely grew up with people saying, get in the box and be safe. Mm. And so anytime there's an opportunity to get out of that comfort zone, you know, you're not all of a sudden going to forget all of the things that you've heard all your life. You know, there's to this day, I still scare my parents. I'm very clear of that, but you know, you're not going to forget that. So it's still going to come up. It's just, how do you deal with it once it does? Mm. And I've, I've been determined to push through anyway. So how do you trust? Because in those moments, what do you use? What do you think of? What do you rely on? What do you do? Because the the most mm. important pieces of life, obviously, typically are the scariest because they're new, they're different, they're following these nudges. It's how do you lean in to that knowing, that intuition and trust? I did what my granny used to say. She used to sing this old song back in the day. Um, I look back over my life and I think things over mm. and when I can truly say that all of these things, all of the times that I felt scared, I came out on the other side with a testimony, mm-hmm. maybe not immediately, but eventually I could see why things happened the way they did, or, you know, I, I could just see better on the other side, but it's looking back over my life and looking for the other examples of when I've been scared, I've been afraid, and I pushed through anyway. I did it with my knees knocking, my stomach turning, my my cheek, my teeth chattering. Mm. And then I come out on the other side to a standing ovation mm. in front of a crowd of people. And I, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, yes. I try to really visualize the other times in my life when I've come out on the other side and then trust that if it was done before, it can be done again. Like what, what's the difference? Mm. <laughs> and if anything, I'm wiser now. I'm wiser than I was yesterday, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? So if I'm wiser now, why would there be a different outcome? And even if things don't go the way I've envisioned them to go, I've learned to be 
committed to the vision, but not attached to how I get there. Mm -hmm. So I'm also okay with flexibility. Yes. And if you're not, (laughs) I can't imagine one time when it's gone exactly how I wanted. I'm like, well, that's different. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, that is way different than I thought, but probably way better, but way different. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm bendable. Yes. I'm okay with bending. Mm-hmm. Bending doesn't break you. Mm-hmm. You just bend. Yeah. <laughs> I, I heard a great quote. I don't even know who said it, but I, I just heard it like two days ago and it was bend so you don't break. And I was like, yes. Yes. God. Yes. That's yeah. So that's true. it. Amen. So I heard you mention the six pillars before, and I know that we probably can't get into all of them, but what are some of the things, um, the six pillars regarding, was that redefining wealth? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tell six me a little pillars. bit about that. So what I wanted to do was bring together, again, all of the habits, the rituals, the practices, the things that I really feel have led me to rebuild my life and go from, you know, seven figures to scraping up change back you know, and building back and building faster than I did the first time. Because I really felt that you can lose all your money, Lori, but if your mind isn't bad, you're good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like everything could go bad with money, but if your mind is in the right place, you can always rebuild. And so I wanted to kind of put all of those together. And so I'll tell you the first three pillars. The first one is fit. And fit is all about becoming your best self. And what I wanted to teach people in particular in this dispensation of time when we are all about the hustle and grind. Mm -hmm. And you can go on Instagram at any time of day and hear people talking about team no sleep. I haven't slept in days. (laughs) Sleep is for suckers. If you're sleeping, you're weak and all this stuff. And you know, I always say, if you haven't slept in days, to me, you look crazy. I'm not impressed by that at all. I think you need better time management, but that's just me, right? But what I wanted to teach my audience is that the reality is if you have a great call on your life and you have a big vision for your life, it is your duty and responsibility to protect the vessel needed to execute the vision. Mm. How do we pray and ask for our, uh, you know, territories to be enlarged and we can't breathe walking around our apartment? Mm -hmm. Like, We're not sleeping. We're not eating well. We're not managing stress well. We're not moving our bodies. We're not taking care of ourselves. But you want what? You want to get more money so that you can eventually pay for prescriptions and hospital bills? Mm -hmm. Like, that's not the goal. I don't think that's the goal. And so that pillar is really about exploring what that looks like and how, um, you know, how we take care of our bodies is is really an indication of what we feel about our capacity to hold wealth. Mm -hmm. Like I really don't know a lot of wealthy people who just abuse their bodies. Um, Now, obviously there's people who have struggled with addiction and all these other things. And so we also talk about the mentally fit piece. Like fitness is not just about being physically fit, but being mentally fit. Mm -hmm. And my big thing was that was understanding that in order to really live and breathe and walk in the success that I always envisioned for myself, I learned at some point I was going to have to deal with the childhood trauma Mm. that I have been carrying with me from season to season. And I know a lot of us think that, well, if I have more education or when I get this promotion or when I get the raise or if I get another degree, then everything will be okay. But we don't realize how much we Mm self-sabotage and how much we allow what people said to us uh, to, to hold us back. We allow those things. It's not that you're not smart enough, but your grandma said something to you in 1979 that is still 
<laughs> like you're still carrying that around and you're not able to move forward because you're stuck in something that someone said decades ago. Mm. We know that words are powerful, right? And so that whole piece is to also understanding how to adopt a new definition for forgiveness. And to me, that is giving up the possibility of a better past and just learning to let go. Um, you know, those things that just didn't serve us. And that that's a process. So we dive into that. Um, another pillar is people. I really, really believe in creating relationships that matter, which is why I loved A Tribe Called Bliss so much and, mm. and what you're up to. I see a lot of people, again, running themselves into the ground to try to force and manipulate things to happen mm. for them to get to their success when really if they if they really just treated people well and took care of the relationships that were in their kind of sphere of influence, they would get what they want because I believe that there's always someone watching you who has the power to bless you. Mm. But who are they watching you be? Like, how are they watching you show up? Are you just as kind to the janitor as you are to the CEO? You know, do your loved ones know you love them not because you just say it or send money, but because you make time. Mm. You know, I unfortunately I'm in a time right now where um, my stepmom passed recently. My my younger three siblings' mom recently passed, and a good girlfriend when we were on our trip to France, her mother passed while we were there. Oh. And I mean, there's like there's so much you know loss around. And one of the first things that I did after I rested for a day and a half or so when I got home. I text and called each person individually about setting up time or just letting them know I was available. Mm. So I'm down for taco Tuesdays. I will come have brunch with you next Sunday. Like, what do you need? What can I do? Mm. I will babysit my niece. She's two and I'm getting older. I don't know if I'm ready to run around with her, but I'll do it <laughs> so that my brother can have some peace. You know, whatever that looks like, do they know or are you just giving lip service? Mm-hmm. And that has really served me. I always tell people, Lori, so many of the opportunities that I've received have come through relationships. I haven't pitched myself. Mm-hmm. It's not, not that I don't pitch and I don't have a team that helps, but most of the opportunities that I've received and had no pushback on <laughs> are because someone else has been an advocate for me. And someone else has said, you know what? I love this girl. And by virtue of that, the person they were introducing me to, it's like I just fell into the relationship. I mean, it has been beautiful. So I would rather put time into those things than figuring out how to scrape and crawl and manipulate my way to the top. Mm. Um, And so that's been a big one. And the third one I'll talk about is uh, space. And space is about setting up your life to support you. And we all hear that time is money, right? Like we hear that all the time, but I don't know that people understand how much time they actually waste uh, looking for things that they already own, but can never find. People will tell me, I need to save money. I'm like, how many times have you bought the same thing because you couldn't find the first two versions of it? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, it's like, how many, how much time do you waste, uh, you know, getting to things late, being unprepared, running into to environments just in the nick of time and thinking that that's okay. Mm-hmm. But remember, there's always someone watching you. So if we always feel like you're frazzled, maybe you're not ready for the promotion. Mm. Maybe that would be too much pressure. 
Mm-hmm. We always feel like you're running late already. Who wants to give you more responsibility? Maybe that's, you're not, you're just not ready for that. And I don't think we understand that if we would just set our lives up, organize our homes, make sure that we set up our environment to create peace for us and set, set the mood and give us energy and make sure that we are ready for the day and ready for what life is throwing at us, like how much further along we would get. And so those are just three, Mm -hmm. but yeah, it's, it's, it's just a different way to look at money and wealth. And it's all about our well-being. And when we are showing up as our best self, I promise you are just in such a position to attract everything that you desire. You really are. Not that it happens overnight, but these are the things that I did over several years. And, and it wasn't just looking at a budget or a credit report. Oh man, so many good ones. So like I have something, to, I had something to say on each of them, but since space was the last one, it's just so interesting because you, it just hit on such an, uh, exactly where I'm at right now. And you said space and making space and being in your space. And before I left, especially with the book launch, it was like, I mean, honestly, what was coming out of my mouth was I'm busy or the word busy. And I, I honestly hate that word. I hated that I was using it. But to be quite frank, I was busy. But right. at, the, <laughs> at the same time, I really wanted these other beautiful things to come in my life. But because I had filled so much of my space with just different things either around it, some were important, some were not at all looking back, hindsight being 2020. But uh-huh. going to Europe, one of the things I brought back was like, stop saying you're busy and make more space for things or nothing new that you actually desire is going to enter. So Mm -hmm. the second I cleared that out, the second I was like, I've got plenty of time. I've got space to create it. Something I wanted came in that I've been wanting forever. And I was like, well, look at that. Yeah. (laughs) It's oh, girl. It's so powerful. It is so powerful. And I, you know what, gets to me, Lori, is when we talk about things like this, I know a lot of people are like, that's just so woo-woo. I'm like, let's say it is woo-woo. Just try it. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Just try it. Like right now, while we're on space, look around you right now in the environment that you're in and look for that clutter because that is the, again, the physical manifestation of chaos in your mind. Mm. And there's energy getting stuck there. And it's like, if you've been waiting for that promotion or that raise or that, you know, something to, you know, happen in your business, new clients, new opportunities, what if you said, you know what, I'm going to take them at their word and just clean off my desk and clean out the drawers. I'm going to clean the closet in my home office. I'm going to get anything that could possibly be keeping me stuck out of this environment and just see, and then just send us your <laughs> testimonials because mm-hmm. it is powerful. It is, it is a powerful tool. Clearing clutter is real mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can open up so much in your life when you change your language and clear that clutter. You know, and I love that you said uh, just really acknowledging some people who might think that different things uh, are woo-woo or are different or are crazy. It's kind of like, but if you're doing the same thing, it's like beating your head against the wall, wondering why your head hurts. It's like there's so much going on in the world that we, if we just look at our environment, look at how nature works. I mean, look at look at the stars and the moon and the night sky. It's like, yes, there is so many other things going on in the world that we are not aware of that we can't see or that are absolute mirac- you know, miracles. It's like, mm-hmm. hi, you can, a, a woman can make a child. 
that's without even thinking about it. Like if that can happen, you should just clean your closets and and (laughs) (laughs) you just wait for magic. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, so I know the six pillars just because I have them in front of me. I have some of them in in front of me and the other ones were faith, work, and money. And I have to, since we're already on this topic, I want to just touch on faith a bit because I can just, I already know that so much of what goes into creating your happiness, your success, your, your, um, idea of wealth has been faith based. So Mm -hmm. for you, what's something that helps you really build that foundation every day? Well, every day I start with about 45 minutes to an hour of just silence and then prayer, meditation, journaling, just really setting intentions for the day. Um, And that faith pillar for me is about believing in something greater. And the thing that I always take away from it is we kind of talked about the top, like things are going to happen. Life is going to happen. Not everything is going to go your way. It's not about you know, uh, uh, if something will happen, it's a when, because that's just life. Right. But that faith pillar grounds me every day and just reminds me that none of these things are happening to me. They're happening for me. Mm -hmm. Because if I believe that there's purpose in everything that I experience, the good, the bad, the ugly, the raw, if there is something to be learned in it, it's going to be for my good. It's going to make me wiser in the long term. It's either a blessing or a lesson which a lesson inevitably becomes a blessing. Mm-hmm. So, but, but you have to be able to tap into that on a daily basis. I really am not a fan of drive-by faith. I've tried that. You know, when you just slide in a prayer, when you're like in desperate need, mm-hmm. <laughs> but when you feel like everything is going well, you don't check in, you're not, you're not being still, you're not being intentional. And that makes the bounce back so much harder every time. So I'd rather just keep myself fueled up. I'm, I really do my best to not let my tank get empty. Even when I'm on vacation or when I'm traveling for two and three weeks in a row, back to back, I still carve out that time because I, again, I know, I know what's going on here. Like, I know that it's a, especially if you're in the public eye or again, you have a great vision or a call on your life, like it's coming. So why not just be prepared? Why let it slap us in the face and then say, maybe I should get some tools. Like, no, um, I I try to keep up with those tools every day. Yeah. Especially when those winters hit or when those tough times hit, because it is hard to see. It's hard to see past them. I mean, to be quite honest, it is, uh, let's talk about that. Just the, the uninspired moments or the really painful moments when someone decides to do whatever to you or when your site was being hacked or when people are saying things about you, when it is dark, when it is bleak, when you're like, why, what mindset do you keep? What do you do? Because some days, I mean, you know, sometimes this could go on for a day. This could go on for months. This could go on for a year for some people, maybe two years. Winters can be really long. So what is it, you know, what's the mindset? And I know that you said some of your routine, but what's the mindset throughout that in order to get through those times? Well, one of the first things I always say is, God, if you brought me to it, you better fix it. That's just the, that's the relationship that we have. So, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I just talk straight up crazy. I'm like, 
Okay, you better get. Oh, you better get her. You better get her now. That's your child. If if we're all a child of God, then that's your child. You better go get her. That's so good. <laughs> so that's. That's my first go-to. And depending on, I'm going to be honest, depending on the time of day that something pops off, Lori, I will literally end the day right then and there and be like, you know what? My grace has run out. Mm. There's nothing I can do. I'm not going to stay up and be frustrated and irritated and worried and all this. I'm going to go to sleep. And I have gone to sleep at two, three in the afternoon Mm -hmm. and been in a good sleep because like what there's, there's nothing I can do. Like I don't control other people. The only thing that I can do is control myself. And I know how far I've come. And I know, I always tell people, see, Patrice Washington is the money maven. She's Reagan's mom. She's this public figure. Okay, Patrice Cunningham from South Central Los Angeles from back in the day, she that's a different girl. Like, we're lucky we laid her down about 15 <laughs> years ago. And I, I would say to my girlfriends, I'm like, they want Patrice Cunningham, but I'm not going to give them to her. I'm not, I'm not going to let her come up. You know, um, it's having emotions is, is normal. So I would never, you know, tell people like, you know, just stay zen. You have a right to feel what you feel. If you've been betrayed, if you've been hurt, if you've been lied on, if you've been cheated out of something you feel you deserve, if you, any of those things, you have a right. But I would say, give yourself grace. Mm -hmm. Um, to know when you just don't have the capacity or you just don't want to engage in straight up warfare because you know who you used to be and pre-meditation, pre-journaling, <laughs> mm-hmm. pre, you know, whatever, you know who you used to be. So before you allow someone to take you back there, give yourself some time, mm-hmm. go for a walk, take a nap. Veg out on your favorite guilty pleasure. Like I'm not a big TV watcher, but if it's going down, (laughs) I will definitely find something that makes me go, oh my gosh, everyone's crazy. So (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to be in my, you know, personal development bubble here. There's, yeah, this stuff is real, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, but show yourself grace. and, And one of the ways that I do that is take a nap. And then I really just try it when I get back up is start over because there's new mercy every day. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, we have different levels of strength on a different day. Mm -hmm. And when we usually get hit um, with some type of information or some type of news, that's not always the time to engage. A lot of times we think that we need to jump into action. And I've been learning lately that you can decide not to decide anything until you're ready to decide. Because a lot of times when we make decisions hastily, we don't make the best or most supportive decisions. Mm-hmm. And again, I know Patrice Cunningham, so I don't want her to raise up and do something that would jeopardize what I've worked so hard to build for the last decade. So instead, I let her, I let that girl go back to sleep, let her rest, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, let her have a moment and, and allow Patrice Washington to have a chat uh, with herself, to check in with what is going on with her, to check in with her faith and what her word says about it. Um, and, you know, take and then take it from there. But I'm not, I'm not in a hurry to react to things anymore, Lori. And a lot of times when the broken people who have hurt us do things or they're trying to hurt us, that's what they're looking for is the reaction. Mm-hmm. 
And if we can hold off and then just seek wisdom, look for, you know, that supportive group, maybe someone in your tribe or a mentor or counselor or someone that we can really flush out these feelings with and then create a plan of action and go from there, then that's better. I'd rather take two, three days a week, however long it takes to do that, rather than to jump into action immediately and make things worse. Mm, Yes. What's a message on your heart right now? Maybe something that you're marinating in, maybe something that's been coming up a lot for you, but something that you've been feeling like you are pulled to talk about or want to share. Mm, That's good. Something that's really on my heart right now is to choose peace. Mm. Just choose peace. Um, Whatever that looks like in that moment, you know, but whatever's going to settle my spirit Mm. and not allow me to walk around in knots or all, you know, Again, I said I'm bendable, but I don't want to be bent out of shape, you know, and um, allowing other people to dictate how I live my life, how I run my day, you know, how I interact with others. I don't I don't want to allow other people to do that. And so something that's really been on me right now is choose peace. And I would say choose peace powerfully, like from a powerful place, not from a fearful place, not from a timid place, but just knowing that I have the right to choose how I'm going to show up in the world. I don't have to let anyone else decide that for me. Mm. Man, that's so good. So good because I just had, I had something yesterday that could have threw me out of whack. And I literally said that to me. I'm like, all is well, choose peace. So Mm. crazy that you just said that. Confirmation. (laughs) I love it. So beautiful. Well, I could talk to you all day long. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So it's so awesome that we are actually going to record a podcast for you. So you guys, you can also go over to her incredible podcast and listen to all of her amazing wisdom, and that is the Redefining Wealth podcast. So tell us a little bit about that podcast. That podcast is really just dedicated to people who want to live their life's purpose and find fulfillment. And we do want to earn more because I I believe we deserve to be wealthy because of the value we add to others, but Mm -hmm. we don't want to chase. We don't want to chase. We want to attract it. And so through that podcast, I interview amazing people like you um, who really bring the pillars to life. And I also share my own insights. And I have, uh, you know, quite a bit of solo episodes where I just get to share the wisdom and and whatever's on my heart, the wisdom that I wish I would have had at different points in my life. Um, And even the things that I'm still evolving in and learning, I think that my audience is really growing with me. You know, I'm not, I'm not the guru. I'm not on the mountaintop. I'm like, Hey girl, let's hold hands and go up this thing together. And I'll share with you and you share with me. And it's a beautiful community. And I'm really, really grateful to have this platform. Mm. Um, Yeah. Super grateful. I love that. Such an important topic, especially if you have a message, because let me tell you, (laughs) (laughs) if you want to get a message out, it costs money. So I do believe that money is an energy. So I love that you talk about that. It's so important, especially for women. And I just want to say thank you so much for being on the podcast. I Mm. loved chatting with you. I love what you're doing. I'm excited to get to know you even more. And I'm so grateful for you. And where can Mm. we find you? Where can we follow you? All that good stuff. 
Absolutely. You can check me out at patricewashington.com where there's the podcast as well as videos and more info about whenever I'm live or just doing different things out there. And I'm really active on Twitter and Instagram at Seek Wisdom PCW. That's Seek Wisdom PCW. And that, and my Instagram handle is intentional. It's to remind me every day to seek wisdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. You guys go follow her. And <laughs> Patrice, I always end on one last question. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. So you're in an elevator. Yep. Kind of cliche, but you're in an elevator. It's only mm-hmm. like a 30 second ride and there's a total stranger in there and they look over at you and they ask you, how can I make myself happy? What do you say? Be yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm. so I would simple. say be be yourself. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. Not don't don't try to be anything that you believe other people want you to be. Mm. When you are yourself, you're being exactly who God has called you to be. And what's what's wrong with that? And what's better than that? Mm. Amen. So good. You guys, if you loved this episode as much as I did, make sure you share it with your friends. And until next time, earn your happy. Bye everyone. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought, an honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye.